Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Pastor Michael Cox teaches on love people. For every truth, there is a lie. For every truth, there is a lie. We are spending so much time believing lies. What's really going on every day, every minute, every moment is the kingdom of God is advancing. It is increasing. The increase of his government should know no end. Whatever you're seeing that is contrary to that is a lie. And once you put your faith in a lie, you're going the wrong direction. Such as your faith, it is unto you. If you're moving backwards, you've believed a lie. Oh my gosh, that's like prosperity. You're saying everything's just perfect. No, I don't care how hard it is. You're going forward. I didn't say anything about easy. I said increase. But I tell you what, pain does feel a little better when you know it's producing increase. But if pain is just pain, then it is miserable pain. We have to see things right. I just want to place this here this morning, and I am aware of what I have done to this service. I am aware. I also am aware that it is in my heart, and I believe the heart of God, to give us time today as we leave here to make sure we put value on Connection. And so we have prepared. I just want to go ahead and let you know, and hopefully you will covenant in your heart to participate. There will be a altar call today. There will be a response today. And I believe as your pastor, that it is for every person in the room to respond in obedience. And so I, uh, it is vision month. Last week we did talk about the first statement of our vision, which is love God. I don't have time to recap that. Today we will discuss love people. Habakkuk 2.2 says, And then God answered, write this, write what you see, write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. Just put that graphic up and we'll just leave that up unless there's verses today. But this is what we've attempted to do with our vision here. We've attempted to write it in big block letters. We just took the word of God as literally as we possibly can to make it as simple as we possibly can. And then added to that, We drew stick figures. We figured that would be even more simple in case you can't read. 
Now you have no excuse for not plugging in. We drew you a picture of what is expected of you if you're a part of this body. You're expected to engage with God. You're expected to connect with other believers. You're expected to live the truth of his word and to serve and to let your life be an instrument. And so it's just not that hard. And so today we're on Love People and I, I just want to just share my heart very briefly. We're not going to go through all of the stuff. If you want to read the details, you can go to the website like all the other people. Okay? There's no point in me reading stuff off the website today. Okay? You can go do that. There are also, what we have, are these anywhere today? Uh, on the coffee bar, our wonderful administrator, Jennifer Bean, who is administrator extraordinaire. I have threw a, threw a thought out, and this is what she does with the thought, that you can look at the year at a glance and not only just what all's happening, we could just give you a calendar for that, but strategically how we are attempting to accomplish our vision and mission as a body. So everything that we're doing is broken down into how that fulfills a, a leg of our vision and our mission so that you see we're not just throwing stuff on a calendar, but we're trying to be strategic to do those things. So you can go to the website and read stuff. You can go get this off the coffee bar, and uh, we throw this on the website this week. So if you're at home, you can get this off the website too. And um, just so you can see practically what's happening this year. And, and we, if you are a covenant partner here and you've sat through a, a time with us in that, you know that we believe in accountability to the vision. So... If you're a covenant partner, not only do we expect you to be living the vision, but we expect you to be keeping us accountable to the vision. And so that's how we do this together, okay? And so I just, I, I just want to probably about to close this computer. Um, and just tell you, this... There is a life that you can live that is centrally connected to the kingdom of God in such a way that all of your life force comes from Him. And... And you can be so intricately connected. He prayed over us in John 17. Father, would you make us one as me and you're one? There literally is a way to live that is different than just living in the world, going through the motions of the world, and then having a side gig, a side relationship with God. That is 
miserable. It's called religion, okay? And it does not bring any increase to the life because they're totally separate. They're actually at enmity with one another. So if you live a life pleasing to the flesh and the world, and then you try to add to it enough religion to make yourself happy, you actually increase your misery. Okay? Because living in the world, trying to fulfill yourself through the things of the world, is absolute misery. That's just hands down. Okay? Two plus two is four. Okay? The things of this world cannot fulfill. Okay? So, religion cannot fulfill. So, living a life, 50% world, 70% focused on the things of the world, adding some religion to it doubles the misery. If you, before adding religion to your life, were 70% chance of being miserable, if you add religion... You are now 100% possible that you'll be miserable. But there is a life that is 100% kingdom. A life that is not your own but a life that's been bought with a price. It's a life that looks like surrender. It's a life that looks like sacrifice. It's a life that looks like it's not going to be as exciting as some of the other lives we may witness around us. But that's only if your lens is bad. There is a life that has a hundred percent chance of joy unspeakable and full of glory. Who in the world, in their right mind, would not live that life? Those of us that have allowed the leaven of the Pharisees to come in and it leavens the entire lump. See, you could be you could be wanting to live that hundred percent kingdom life. And all the adversary has to do to rob you of that, to steal, kill, and destroy is entice you with a little portion of leaven. And that leaven will multiply like rabbits in your life. And before, all you cared about was a life in fellowship with God. And then one little thing Concern came in, and before you know it, all you'll care about 
is self-preservation in this world. And you'll find yourself completely and totally empty. See, the enemy is not in a, in a place where he's attempting. Well, God is not either. God's not in a place where he's attempting to take a portion of your life and make it prosperous. And your adversary is not in the interest of taking a portion of your life and making it devastating. God wants to make all of your life more than you could ask, think, or even imagine. Where you're standing where you never thought you would stand and you're pinching yourself wondering how in the world could this life really be real. And the adversary of your soul wants you to be in a place where you're praying that you wake up from this nightmare because how could your life possibly be this bad? And I just want to tell you today, there's really not a middle ground. Because they are both, they are both living, active forces that are attempting to take over and make advancement. And you have to decide which one you're going to yield your life to and surrender to. And I just want to say, the life surrendered to God is a life that is marked with loving people and giving. There's so many cliches, it's better to give than to receive, it's better to... I, have, I am discovering every moment, every moment, do you hear me? Every moment, not every other moment. Every moment is completely full. Not there's a chance, there's a glimpse. Every moment is saturated and running over with the potential for you to love someone. And that moment that's full of potential for you to love someone is full of your life being complete, lacking nothing, and running over. But we have to choose every moment what we're going to do. In that moment that we choose self-preservation, we release the potential of kingdom fulfillment in that moment. Every moment when we embrace sacrifice and surrender, preferring someone over ourselves, putting our pride on a shelf, we invite. Not only invite, it's not even like asking God, Lord, if I do this. No, it is a, it is a law. It is, it is, it, it's not something that may happen, hoping, wishing, praying, believing. It is, it is a law. God will not be mocked. The moment you release your hand in blessing, in giving, in surrender, in sacrifice, in love, 
it, and it, it, it puts something into motion. It, and let me tell you, it's not God having to work it up like, oh, oh, he did something good today. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to sell something in heaven and try to get something to him. Hey, he, he, like Barry, it is, it is, it is to you so much already that it is a fingernail of heaven holding it. He's begging you to let him release it to you. But because he loves you, he can't release it to you in your self-preservation, self-serving, because then he will be rewarding destructive behavior that will then cause you to think that's the right path, and it will lead you to a life that is lacking and less than. So he would give it to you even if you did the wrong thing, but he loves you too much. So he restrains himself by himself, Because he's so good. But don't you for one second think it's not in his heart to release to you more than you can fathom or imagine. And it is a hair trigger in heaven waiting for your response. Waiting for your yes. And the life that is full and running over is a life that is conditioned with the same trigger. See, I mean, there's just a little delay in triggering, right? So if you want the most bang for your buck, if as soon as you say, yes, it's released, then what do we need to work on? Saying yes quickly. How many times can you say yes in a day? You can have all you want. If it takes you four days to say yes, then it takes him four days to release. But in his heart, you were on your 2,000th yes before you said that last one. I'm just telling you, there is no lid. There is no limit. And as we are conditioned to respond in obedience and say yes, we're going to begin to get geeked out at the the, the intimacy, the sensitivity, the presence, the awareness of God. Oh, you said yes to that? You're one. I'll set up 10 more things today. I'll set some more stuff up. I'll set some more opportunities up for you. You say no. You ain't said no. You ain't said yes in three months. You think that just these opportunities are going to keep coming? No, he got your answer. You're selfish.
you're prideful. You think you've got to figure everything out. You're not dependent on me. You'll get to me when you get to me. I'm not saying he's malicious or hard. He just knows your answer. He's still just as willing. In the last days, lover, people will be lovers of themselves. It was in my notes. I was jokingly going to say everybody looks straightforward right now. Because I don't want anybody's eyes to wander to somebody in here. When I talk about how selfish people are going to be in the last days. Nobody, stop. Jennifer, don't look at, don't look at Stephen. Don't look at him. Spouses, don't look at your husband and wife right now. Come on. Guys. It's like we want, we want heaven to intensify. We want revival. We want God to decide to do more. God, we love you. Will you do more in this day and time? Can we have revival? He's like, uh, I'm, I'm done. Remember? I'm done. But I got all you need. I got all you need. I got everything you could ever desire. I went to a little gas station this morning to study. I'm tired of studying in the bathroom, y'all. And, and I just, I don't have a, I, so I've been getting up on Sunday morning just super early and going to, I went to a little country gas station out on High School Road. And I'm studying in the little country gas station, using my hotspot on my phone. And this man and his wife, and they brought their little grandson in to sit there. And they're talking, making small talk. They're talking about stuff. And I strike up a conversation with this guy. Because I want to love people. And it was a moment that I had. There's a person. John says that I make people in drive throughs awkward and everything because... I want to talk. Y'all are all like, amen. We're all awkward today. <laughs> it's anything like this. But I ended up closing my computer and talking for 45 minutes at a man in a gas station before I got to preach today. What's more important? Tears well up in his eyes, and he's telling me. He plays music in church and he worships. And he told me how he was brought up hard. And he told me, and he just talked about giving. Somebody just gave him a boat and he's talking about how he gives. He gives. He loves to give. But he was talking about how full life is when you just give. And he's just talking about, I don't need anything. I just, he literally comes in there and plays the lottery. So he can give if he wins. He's like, I wouldn't move. I wouldn't do anything. But I was, you know, a lot of people would be happy. He just goes in there and has fun, plays the lottery. People have given him guns and boats, and I'm getting all this, but 
I could tell he's marked by a generous spirit. And so people just give to him because he's a giver. Guys, there's a life we haven't tapped into. I know we got to go. There's a life we haven't tapped into. I don't care how much of a life you've tapped into. I'm saying there's a life we haven't tapped into. And I just want you to, I, I just really, I just really want a hunger to arise that it's literally like sitting above the earth with him, not just religious terms. There's literally a hovering in the realm of love where we're operating in him that just orchestrates our life. Frustrations in life, things not working out, things not being seamless. I know it's not all about everything going perfect in your life, but I really am saying I believe a lot of the things that we face are because we're not in sync with him. I'm not trying to promise a perfect life, but I'm just saying sometimes you get a flat tire because you didn't say yes to going to do the thing that he told you to do. The flat tire wouldn't have happened on the way to that thing, but it happens on the way to your self-preserving thing where you're, where you're saying, i got to make up time and i got to do da 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 There really is a grace. It is biblical. There really is a grace that comes with obedience. And if life seems so hard, I just want to challenge you to reevaluate what you're living for. Because usually the path to giving is a pretty smooth path. I like the saying, the, there's no traffic jams on the second mile, extra mile. Guys, they're really is a grace. Amir was here today, and I don't even know uh, have time to tag it, but there's a, we're in connection with him, with his love. And it flows out of us like rivers of living water. Okay? And We've got some great plumbers here. I, I'm not. Um, but I really believe there's kind of two issues of this life I'm talking about is a life that is a life that's just full and overflowing. And for something to be full and overflowing, two things have to be true. The source has to be clear. And constant. And the distribution has to be clear and constant. If either one of those is stopped, then there's a problem. Okay? And so, I, I just really believe that the love, we need to do some love plumbing. Love your neighbor as yourself 
forgive as quickly and as thoroughly as Christ has forgiven you. I really believe that one of two things is our biggest issue. We've got misconceptions about God, which we talked about last week, that cause us not to receive love from Him. We've got misconceptions about ourselves that cause us to seem feel unworthy of receiving love from Him. So we we disconnect ourselves from the life giving source because. It's self-punishment because we're not worthy of his love. And then we can't love others as ourselves because we don't love ourselves. And so I just challenge you today. The reason I brought this is if we're going to talk about loving people, then I think this is where you need to start. This is where you need to start. And I believe all other love for any other person is going to be proportionate to the amount of love that you can have for this person. In this life that he's called us to live, this vast life that is so full of his grace, we have to see ourselves different. We have to see ourselves bigger. We have to see ourselves holier. We cannot we cannot micromanage ourselves. We cannot fault find ourselves. We cannot think every mess up and every no and every mistake disqualifies us from continuing on the journey of love with him. As much as important as our yeses are, our noes don't disqualify us. We have to move on. And so I say wherever you are in your journey today, you release yourself Receive the love of God. Unstop the river that is flowing to you and let it flow through you and release it to everyone around you. You cannot be critical of yourself and empowering to others. You can't. You can't find, you can't see yourself as a lump of coal and then be able to find gold in other people. You have to see gold in him. You have to see the value of the kingdom. You have to see what, see what that means to me and who that makes me and, and, how, and, and, and who I am because I'm sharing his image. And then you're able to see it in other people. So, Lord, we just commit today to love ourselves well. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but words that will give grace to the hearer. 
and increase. And so, God, we just commit that over ourselves. We were going to stop speaking corruptible, negative, destructive words over ourselves. And we're going to speak words seasoned with grace that bring edification to us ourselves as we speak and as we hear what you say about us from our own mouths. And as we become bigger people, as we become more fluid people, overflowing with your love and goodness, we will saturate everyone around us. In Jesus' name, so be it, so be it. So today as you leave, there are booths set up with life groups, okay? Please don't just go and say, where's my life group? There are brand new life groups. There are life groups that answer the questions that we've asked for the year. What are some opportunities we need to lay hold of? What are some places of obedience? There's a financial life group. We feel like the Lord really is challenging us to offer a life group where we grow in obedience in our finances. There's, there's just tons of things. And so there's content, but most importantly, there's connection. So if you want to practice saying yes, and if you want to practice seizing moments to love people, this is a good group of people that you know to start doing that with. So get in connection. So as you leave today, I'd ask everybody to sign up, get yourself plugged in. You can do multiple ones, dates, times, everything are there. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday, next Sunday. Be blessed. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Redemption Life. 